Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, a podcast for and about the people of the Nashville restaurant scene. Now here's your host, the CEO of New Light Hospitality Solutions, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host, and we got a great show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Our guest is going to be Khalil Arnold, uh, the owner of Arnold's Country Kitchen in on 8th Avenue, downtown Nashville. And we're going to talk about it all today. We're going to talk about how he's doing, how he feels about this whole pandemic, what he's been doing, talk about our local government, and he even makes a proclamation at the very end that I think you'll want to hear. First, we're going to talk about local businesses, local small-owned businesses. I continue to talk about supporting locally owned. And today, I'm going to talk about one of our own. Um, we're going to talk about Gifford's Bacon, which is a uh, Prime South Meats is the company, and they produce Gifford's Bacon and Gifford's Smoked Bologna, which is the only place you can get these is at the best restaurants in Nashville until now. We're talking about the pandemic, things you have to do to to make it and pivot, and they are opening up to the general public for now. You can go online and order Gifford's Bacon for the first time. You should do it. Go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com. On the homepage, you just scroll down right there. There's a Gifford's Bacon page. Click the Get Bacon Now button and uh, help them out. Support local, guys. Get out there and support your local businesses. This show is also sponsored by Springer Mountain Farms. We implore you to go to SpringerMountainFarms.com and join the flock. Get out there and put your uh, email address in. They will send you really cool emails every week. Not all the time, every week. Let you know all about the cool things that are going on with what farms they're using, cool weekly recipes. That's at SpringerMountainFarms.com. Thank you guys for listening today. Uh, we are premiering YouTube videos all week long this week. So if you go to our website, click the watch button, you'll be able to see all of the different videos we have. A bunch of little snippets from the interviews that I've got put out so far. So it's not all hour long, 45 minute long videos, some four, five, six minute videos that are kind of the, the cool parts of individual interviews. So hopefully you'll dig that. And uh, we'll always put up segments from our weekly show on Friday, The Roundup. And that will be coming out uh, Friday again with Delia Joe Ramsey. Be prepared for a brand new What's the Delia segment coming out. And uh, subscribe. Go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to that channel and you will get those videos immediately when you uh, click that you like those notifications. So thanks for listening, everybody. And I hope that you enjoy um, this interview. Khalil, how you doing today, man? Man, great to see you, brother. Glad, glad you came in, man. Super excited. We are. Um, we've been trying to get this together. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. To do... just, you know, we've just been in limbo. It feels like the past few months, trying to figure out. You know, keep your head above water, trying to figure out what to do next. It's kind of just. It's been a wild ride. Has something been going on? Well, let's see here. First started off in Nashville with a tornado. Luckily, we were fortunate enough not to be, you know. Fall, fall, uh, yeah, they were hit. Yeah. Definitely weren't hit by it, but there were several friends over in East Nashville that were. Um, we, we donated a bunch of food to a bunch of different causes over there for that. Uh, glad to help out. I mean, that's what Nashville does. They help each other. So, But uh, right now, man, it's just it's just trying to figure out what to do to keep business going. So that's that's my next question is like, how are you doing? Like, are you, are you not, not, not necessarily business-wise, but I think that anybody who's alive right now, especially in this business, has been through some traumatic experiences. Like the question of how are you 
is something that I'm asking people is, is typically a, a greeting. Hey, how are you? But right now, I think that question itself is so powerful. Like, well, how are I guess you doing, man? The first is a huge exhale. Like, well, <laughs> let me tell you, because it's like, I mean, you know, you see, every, you see your, something, your family tradition and your, your lifestyle kind of crumbling before your eyes. It's like, my dad started this in 1983. You know, Nashville has always been, you know, it was at that time, it was a lunch spot, so everybody would come into town at that time and then go home. And then you evolve to the 90s, the early 2000s, where it's been, you know, more, we've become more of a destination spot, you know, us, Nashville in general, and it just seems like it's been, uh, you know, it was, business was thriving. And yeah. then we were fortunate enough, about 10 years ago, we bought the property because, you know, business was thriving, everything was going great. And then, you know, and we we're a tourist spot, and then, you know, Nashville's great, and then now it's like, you don't know what's going on. I mean, it's like day to day. Uh, first, you, know, you have to shut down your. You have to shut down the inside. So we started doing to go business, which, you know, we started off really slow, and then it got better and better, and then. Now you it's and, and then now you're trying to adapt, and then now it's uh, to where you have people coming in, but your business is still down eighty percent. So it's like, you know, how we're doing is just there's with that. It's just to answer that question, it's like lost almost you feel lost you feel like you don't know what to do next you want to you know you don't want to get your customers who have been your bread and butter who have always taken care of you you don't want to put them in jeopardy but then you have to be able to stay open to pay the bills and sure. it's like so it's like it, that's just a loaded question it's like how are you doing now it's like I don't really know. I just, I want to survive, but I don't know how to survive. So there's, there's no you know? right or wrong answer to that yeah. question. I think there's just a genuine, that's how you're doing, man. You don't, yeah. like, we're, we're, we're my lost. head is above water. Yeah. I'm treading water like crazy. I'm trying to stay afloat. It's a totally yeah. legitimate and okay answer, uh, 100%. Yeah. So you said um, your business has been around since 1983. Yeah. Tourist people come here. What is it yeah. that makes Arnold's so, like, everybody, I, t I had an interview with a guy named Howie Kahn. He's a James Beard award-winning writer. He lives in New York, and yeah. I got done with the article, the interview, and I said, can't wait to, next time you come in Nashville, man, let's get you guys to have lunch. He goes, I want to go to one place if I come to Nashville, and it's Arnold's. What is it about Arnold's that has that draw? You know, I think there's so much that makes Arnold's what Arnold's is. You know, number one, I think it's the customers that you see that you see a walk of life of all the Nashvilleians at Arnold's. You know, you see anybody from judges to people that work at the homeless shelter to, to politicians. It's a melting to, pot. Well, and you see a lot of music industry people. I mean, it is a melting pot of Nashville. And I think that's first off and foremost. And I think that, you know, we try to treat everybody like family when they come here. And I think that's a huge draw to, you know, I've worked in restaurants and that was something my dad always said to me. It's like, son, you know, you got to make them feel like family, you know, and that's something I've always tried to do. And uh, so I think that's, that's also, you know, a part of it. It's like, it's, and then my dad always said, son, you can work at a restaurant and, and you might not have the best service, but always remember that the food is, one of the foremost things. So food and service are the two things that make a restaurant a restaurant. And that's something we've always tried to strive. So we, we get local produce, we get local poultry, we get, you know, we, we try to serve the best product we can, something that we're proud of. And then we also make try to make everybody make them feel like family. I mean, you know, it's like our food isn't, you know, uh, it isn't the it isn't the prettiest food you're ever gonna have, but it, it it's gonna taste Flavor's damn there, it's yeah. gonna taste damn good, and we're gonna make you feel like family every time you walk in the door. Using Speaking of that, there's Phyllis. Have Phyllis, how are you doing? And uh, I think that's what it's all about. You know, I, I think it's 
you feel like you're you're at home with family, you know. And you're always here. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, gotta be always be here. I met you, I think in 2005. Yeah. And I remember you on, I'm sure for my brother and all these different people, we've been in the same circle for a really long yeah. time, but really on the dock at Ernest Williams. Yeah, I remember that. Because I yeah. used to be creation gardens on the dock every morning at like six o'clock yeah. in the morning. I'm talking to Scotty and Justin and we're there. I'm picking up produce and you were always there picking out produce. Oh yeah, I would go, my dad always said, you know, you need to go pick out your produce. And he would always go there every morning. He would get to work at five in the morning and he would go to the farmer's market. He would go to the, uh, to the produce places like, you know, Creation Gardens and uh, uh, Mid-South Produce and places like that. And there used to be Ernest Williams. He yeah. would go and pick out his produce. He would make sure that he was serving the best product, you know, and that's something that has kind of been installed in me. It's like, you want to serve the best, you need to go out and do it. You need to put the extra legwork in, make sure that you're getting your customers the best, the best produce. And you're picking out the produce, and then now you're in the building, you're greeting yeah. people, you're kind of, you know, like the mayor to a degree of this place, To a right? degree, I think you have to be. I think uh, people, I mean, people like to feel, people like to feel welcomed. I mean, and in, in, in here, I think that's huge. You, everybody, I mean, I appreciate people spending their time of day to come see me. The least I can do is go out and greet them. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're taking the time out of their day to come see us. The least I can do is give them the respect of, of their time. So I know that a lot of people come in here and they love to see you. They love to say hi to you and your mom, Rose. Yeah. They love to come in here. They love to, the food is great. Like you just mentioned that family atmosphere. Yeah. When you're ordered by the government to close down, COVID-19 is here and you're asked to close your restaurant doors. When you're used to seeing people on a regular basis, what did that do to your psyche it, having to close and not see people it, for that long? It totally, what it did to my psyche I mean, to be honest, it's it sucked the life out of me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I fed. I it's like I feed off people's positive energy. I feed off people's energy. I, I mean, whether it be positive or negative, you know, I feel like I I can. I want to go out there and I want to not only make sure the food is good. I want to see how they're doing. Yeah. And that to me builds me up every day. And without that, for a long time, it just I would go home and I would just sit there and just look at TV and just be like, something is missing in my life. And it was, it was not seeing my customers, not seeing people, how they're doing, not, not feeding off that energy. Yeah. And uh, it just, I mean, it was just, it was dismal. It was, it was just, I mean, you know, knowing that, knowing that not only they couldn't come in because they closed this, knowing that how they were doing, hopefully they're not getting sick like John Prine. I mean, I was gonna ask what, you. what happened to him? It was just like, you know, I mean, that was a customer that was here. That was just, to me, he was a normal customer mm -hmm. because John Prine came in here, you know, a couple times a week. We always knew he had meatloaf. He was the nicest person to everybody. People would come over and, and I was like, oh, don't bother him, you know. But I mean, John, John loved it. He would welcome it. You know, he was, he was, was, he was the essential him. of Nashville. He was the essential of Nashville, the quintessential of Nashville, quintessential of Arnold's. That's how everybody is. No matter who you were, no matter, you know, being, uh, being just above and beyond, you know, normalness, I guess, uh, it's a star who he was, he would still greet everybody and still had to take his time to talk to everybody. And I think that's what Nashville is about. It's just the love of just being just, just a nice person and, and not thinking that, hey, I'm this big, you know, music star. I sh why are you coming over and talking to me? It's like John Prine is the quintessential of Nashville. It's always approachable, always willing to listen, and just, just a nice person. And I, that's what I think Nashville is about. 
So you've had a lot of people like that over the years. Um, I had Jim Myers on the show yes. um, early, right? In the, kind of in the middle Jim of the Myers. pandemic. And yes. he, I don't know if he let the cat out of the bag on the show or if it was after. I don't know if I should say anything. I don't know, but I'm sure it's knowledge. He's writing a book. He's writing a cookbook. And uh, a, it's pretty about awesome. Yes, about Arnold. It's about the history, about the family, about the customers. Uh, got a lot of customers in there. Uh, and uh, I think that's what it's about. It's kind of just a more book. It's a cookbook, but it's it's more about just Nashville and just uh, kind of like a history of us, but also a history of 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 what Nashville is. And just you know, I mean, it's going to be amazing. He's got everything from a quote from um, I don't want to let out, but he's got a cool quote from Dolly Parton. You know, has uh, she been in here? Oh yeah, Do we, oh. Dolly. Uh, what was that like? What, is it, what, what, what happens when a Dolly Parton walks into okay, Arnold's? Okay, so Dolly. Does the whole room just stop? So Dolly gets a lot of her family to pick up her food. Okay. If Dolly's only been in a couple of times, and when it was, it was going like, everybody's just like, you know, <laughs> it was like one the of the coolest experiences ever. In? We shot this little segment with Dolly several years ago, and everybody that. It was at the end of the day, and everybody was told that Dolly Parton was coming. It was the coolest thing ever. So Dolly come in, we, we cooked some chicken, and I made her, she loved chicken livers, cooked her chicken livers, and the people could stay if they wanted to meet her. Well, this one woman, uh, her daughter, her name was Jolene, and she was from Kentucky. She'd never been to Nashville before. She was like, she was like, oh my God, she's like, I stay and waited. My daughter, I named her after your song, Jolene. And it was the coolest experience, because Dolly came over, and she was like, oh my gosh, really? Dolly came over and sang a couple lines from the song Jolene. The whole place no. was just like, I mean, it was just like, I was just like, oh my God, I think I cried. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Dolly Parton, here she is, one of the gracious people on the face of the planet, not only came over to thank everybody herself for staying, she came over and she sang the little girl's Jolene, a couple of verses. And I was just like, oh. this to me is what Nashville is. This to me is what the energy that I love, the energy that it's like, this is amazing. I mean, it's like you couldn't make this stuff. You couldn't get it. You couldn't make it in a movie any better than what than what happened, you know. And to me, that's what Jim is trying to capture in the book, and uh, and that's what we try to capture in Arnold's. It's like, you know, we appreciate your time and we want to show you that we're it's just it's, it should be an amazing experience here and in Nashville in general. Hundred percent, and that's. I was going to say, do you have a story or something? But I, I think you just nailed I mean, it. I think yeah, that's I mean, it right there. I mean, that to me is what Nashville's about. And that to me is what makes Nashville special and what makes Arnold special. You never know who's going to be there. And not only that, we appreciate no matter who you are, where you are in life or what you are, we want to make you feel special, you know, because everybody, you don't know what kind of day anybody's had, you know, so we try to be understanding of that. I, you know, I, I've mentioned this in my podcast several times that the most important role, I think, in a restaurant is the host or hostess because they have that initial greeting. I, 100%. I've always said, you have no idea if somebody just left a funeral, if yeah. they just had to put their dog down, if they just won the lottery, you have no idea where they're at when they walk in the door. And just a smile, a friendly yeah. greeting can change somebody's entire outlook on their day. It can. And I think in the hospitality industry, we feed off of that. That's, we do feed off that. And without that, I've, I feel like I've just been lost. I mean, you know, I mean, there's customers that I've come over to that this one kid, I saw him a few times and I didn't realize that he'd been going to Vanderbilt and they drove out from Chattanooga. And I went over there and I remember he asked me for my autograph. He's like, I saw you on TV, can I get your autograph? And I'll never forget it. I was like, I was like, and his family told me everything that he'd been through. And before he left, I was like, you know, I want your autograph because what you have been through in your lifetime is way beyond what I've ever thought I could experience. And I was like, to me, 
you're my idol. You know, here you are, you know, he's like 13 years old, wanted to cook. He was just such a great kid. And I was like, it's like, you feed off that energy. It's like, this is, it's wow. a, and I, I think that that's what running a restaurant and it's part of it, you know, those experiences. So that's, I just love hearing stuff like that. That's one of the, that's the, that's the thing. And I want to ask you about some other things that are not as fun yeah. about being in the restaurant business. But that's, I think that's what, one of the questions I like to ask people is, what sucks you out of the sheets in the morning? What's the thing that drives you to get up and do this every single day? And I think that I you think just encapsulated it. It is. The love, the love you receive from the people, the love you get from seeing somebody eat your food and just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's everything. And that's, that's what it's about. It's like, to see what you can do to food, but the main thing is to see the people at the table and to see what you've done for their day. Well, I love the culture, the melting pot of people that are in. You can walk into Arnold's any time of day, and you will, there's there's no class of any kind. Of, there's not like a certain class of people that eat. It is everybody. It is the quintessential. Yeah. Everybody is yeah. welcome to eat here. I love it. You are, I think, the fifth or sixth James Beard award-winning person to come on Nashville Restaurant Radio. Hey, tell me about tell me about that experience. What? Tell me about winning a James You know, that Beard was award. crazy because at the time it was like, what, that was like 2010, I want to say. I think it was 2010 or 2012. And uh, when they called, we didn't know exactly what it was. And it was like, this is, you know, this is blah, blah, blah from New York. You know, we're going to talk to you about, you know, you won a James Beard Award for American Classics. And I was, you know, I was still green under the collar. And I was like, you know, we were the first place to win in Tennessee. And I was like, a James Beard, I was like, do you, do you, so you're telling me you need me to come up there and cook something? And they were like, they were like no, dude, she started won. laughing. And she was like, no, 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 that means you come up here and receive an award. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I looked it up and I was like, you know, oh, oh my gosh, this is like winning an Oscar in the culinary industry. Oh yeah. And uh, since then, I mean, it's amazing. It's, uh, they were great. My dad went up uh, and my mom both got treated like royalty. Um, uh, in the food industry, you're recognized, and it's like people. Are, oh, you want a beard award? Oh, you know, I want to aspire one day to wear a beard award like you. And, it, and at the time, I was like, what? 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 And I was like, all I do is get up in the morning and do what I love. And to me, it was like to win. To I guess to, to see my dad to get the recognition. I guess that for doing what he loved, you know, and seeing that, it was to me. It was just like. I mean, there was no better just gratitude uh just respect that he finally finally got for doing i mean this is a mom and pop meeting three you know yeah. this isn't this isn't like the french laundry this isn't like places like that that you know have michelin stars this is just a guy who wanted to serve good food wanted to make people happy and to to receive kind of the the oscar of the food industry and the james beard award it was you know just felt grateful and just amazed all at the same time that he he you know he did that before he died. Tell me, you know? I wanted to get and talk to you about your dad a little bit. If it's tell me tell me about your dad. Like what was he like? He was he was did this. He was you know I guess there was there still will hasn't been and will not be in this restaurant a bigger personality. You know he wasn't afraid to mix politics. He wasn't afraid to speak his mind but he could always do it in a funny, charismatic way and tell jokes all at the same time. Yeah. And uh, I think people would come in because he'd always have a joke every day. And he'd always figure a way to put himself in his joke. 
And uh, he was a storyteller, you know, beyond, beyond anything. He could take a 30-second joke, turn it into three minutes, didn't care how long the line was, and uh, uh, people just respected it. And they knew that, I mean, he was hard, didn't matter if you were family, he was actually harder on family than he was his own employees. And he wanted everything to be perfect. You know, I, I said he was the original Gordon Ramsay because he was that way. It's like I would bring something out and he would taste me like, this is terrible. Take it back. And I'd be like, I, I think it's great. And he'd be like, no, if it isn't the best, don't serve it. And that's just how he was. And so I think that's how we've always been. It's like, if this borderline, no, no, you wanted this to be the best. And so, you know, I guess he taught me to be good to see you. See you behave yourself. And uh, standard of excellence. Standard of excellence. Yeah. That's what he taught us. The standard of excellence, and it's like that's what I try to pass on. And I, that's what I fortunate enough to have great employees who try to pass that on. I think people should come in here and they should feel like, you know, they're family. And so that's that's what he's installed in me. He was the best storyteller. He was one of the hardest persons to ever work for. Uh, he worked. He, he, you know, as a kid, he would tell stories. We walked uphill both ways to school, you know, so uh, his, his standard of excellence is something that I've tried to maintain. Is it, do you feel like, have you found your own? I mean, do you feel like now you running the place, do, do, you, do you feel like I, you I feel like trying that, to fill his shoes in any I, way? I, I have for a long time, and I think I'll never fill him exactly, but I think that I try to fill, fit his standard, but I also think that... Uh, I think this pandemic and this everything's gone on has just sucked the life out of me. Well, let's let's you know? jump into that. I want to talk about that because you know, I don't feel like I was. I'm not the same person I was three months ago. Whether it be what has happened, whether it be not seeing customers, whether it just uh, I don't I don't know what's happened, but it's it's just not the same. The, the love is almost gone. These beautiful people here, best customers in the world. They did. They came every week during the pandemic. They're here every week. They are the best. I mean, it's like people like that. Day. People like that. It's like they make me still feel human. They say, they make me still feel like, why I do this? Because there's been a lot of lot of just strife lately. Not only closing, uh, not only closing, but then it feels like right when you're getting you're getting back on your feet then you have this uh uh the the, the, the taxes which we'll talk we, about yeah which, well i was just gonna say i mean we've gone through a tornado which you were instrumental in helping yeah i mean i try to be I mean, that's just nashville people. that's nashville i mean that's I, I feel like everybody in nashville sets up to the plate there's no difference there's a love and sense of restaurant and family community that is just second to no place in the world I mean, it's that I've found, that I've heard of. I mean, everybody always steps up and it helps everybody anytime. I could call any chef right now and yep. they'd be like, what can we do to help you? You know, I had Brian Baxter was here on Monday. Cadbird Seat, new chef Cadbird, at Cadbird Seat. New chef at Cadbird Seat. And he was like, you know, he was like, I was talking to somebody, I see you guys are hurting. He was like, what can we do to help? You know, and that's, that's what it's been. You know, it's like, uh, I, I was talking about, uh, Mookie Betts called me. He's been coming here since he was a child. He lived in Murfreesboro. He called me and said, hey, he, he's like, what can I do? He called me up and was like, what can I do? How, do you need to borrow money? He was like, what can I do to help you stay afloat? The Bird, the Bird family, the last family that lived in the Bellmead Plantation called me. Uh, there are several of them that come in here. He's a doctor, head cardiologist over at Vanderbilt. You know, he was like, what can I do to help you guys? We didn't want to see Arnold's clothes. So it's like, that is the Nashville community in general. It's like, and it's like, brings a tear to your eye and it's all inspiring. 
And then Mayor Cooper said 32%, right? That was this. Well, he said 32 He proposed 32 And then they had the big marathon meeting, and they came out that night with 34% tax increase on your property tax. How are you, I mean, and obviously there's been some pretty vocal opponents of this uh, in the small business community. Tell me your thoughts on kind of what's going on there. How, how's that gonna affect you? I mean, you feel like, you feel like, you know, I'm scared of heights. So I felt like I just, during the pandemic and the tornado and everything, I felt like I had climbed to the tallest building and I was looking off the ledge, not sure what to do. And then with this, with what he did, I felt like, it felt like you were walking back in the building. Then it felt like the Mayor Cooper just walks out and just tells you to jump. Because it was like, what can you do now? It's like, we're having to be closed. My business is down 80 to 85 to 90%. And then you expect me to jump off a building now because there's no way we can pay $57,000 is what it's going to be for the property here. I mean, you know, we, were, we would make part of our money by renting out our parking lot at night, uh, which, you know, there's no business in downtown, so we're not going to get the $18,000, which helped pay for the 42500 before. Our business is super, our business is not what it was. It was down like 80, 70, to 80%. Um, and that's with I mean, people we, that are coming in regularly helping coming out. But businesses are closed. And this is, these are local people coming in and helping me. Yeah. Uh, downtown is not busy. It's it's dead. Most place, places are working from home, and I understand that because I mean they got to take care of their own. Got to take care of their families. You got to do. You got to look out for yourself. So that I totally understand. So I mean it's just like I'm completely in awe of it. I thought that they would, you know. Kerry uh, uh, Bringle had a meeting over at his place when the councilman came and spoke of all these ideas. I mean, he had brilliant ideas that, that you know, put new parking meters. Uh, there were so many different proposals that he had that sounded like, okay, maybe they're going to work and figure a way about this, you know, and, uh, and maybe they were going to show some, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe they were going to show. Ingenuity? Ingenuity, uh, thinking outside the box. Uh, just, uh, I, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I was just blown away by it because I thought that they were going to have some kind of sacrifices or ingenuity or so, some kind of creativity besides, I'm just going to raise taxes and property taxes. I mean, just going to stick it to small businesses. And, yeah, at the end of the day. Because I don't think Amazon's paying tax. Amazon, no, Amazon's not paying tax. So you've got four blocks not paying taxes. You've got places like the JW Marriott, which we're excited to be here. But you've got places like us that have been here that are the bread and butter, what made Nashville what Nashville is. You know, and People come to Nashville to eat at Arnold's. Yeah. I That's mean, a destination to come to Nashville. And with, with $57,000, who knows how much longer we're going to be able to be here. To, I mean, we can't afford it now. Yeah. I mean, that's 100%. We don't have $57,000. I mean, we'll be lucky. I mean, we're saying we got to pay our mortgage. We, we got to pay our, you know, income tax. We got to, I mean, just, it's like the mayor did that. And then the governor, we thought we had hope with the governor's new, uh, 
They had set aside two hundred million for stimulus for two hundred million for small businesses, and he announced that here at this restaurant. Yeah, we were all excited. We're like, yes. Yeah, we were like, okay. And my so mom hand you one of those big, huge checks yeah, and be like, yeah. I thought that's what was going to happen. Starting with Arnold. That's. I mean, we felt like that's what was going to happen. He was, you know, gracious, came in here and did that, and we were all excited. And my mom started researching it, and we didn't even qualify. You don't qualify. I don't qualify. It's not like we make a gazillion dollars, but you can only have grossed like $500,000. And if you only gross, think about it, if you only gross $500,000, but you pay, you pay at the time $42,500 in property tax, that's not a profitable business. I mean, at least you cannot even pay yourself. I mean, so you're saying a tenth of that, you know, was going to be paying taxes. Well, a tenth of your gross already gone. So, I mean, and then, so yeah, we didn't qualify. So it was like, this doesn't make logical sense. But he wanted to do it at Arnold's because it's an iconic Nashville yes. place, right? Yes. And uh, I, I don't know. I just feel I feel lost. I feel like I feel like the city, the council, uh, the the state government. I feel like they're in a loss of what it really means to be a family-owned business. I feel like no, they don't understand that family-owned business means, yeah. You come in every day. Your family works there like most of mine does. I've seen your mom walking around us like five yeah. times as we've been talking. Yeah, I mean, Greeting she's, people, she's, talking been, to people. she's been working. My brothers, my mother, my sister, everybody's here. I've got my son working here right now. He's in college. And it's like your family-owned business, you do everything you know together. And uh, not only affecting, when they do this, it's not only affecting me, it's affecting my family, it's affecting my children, it's affecting my customers, it's affecting everything, it's affecting my mentality. You know, it, it affects everything. And so when you feel like you've been let down by your own community. That's what I was just about to you say. Know, like, you look like you feel like you've been let down by like a really good friend. Like you love this city so much. I do. And you're so I do. passionate. I, and I, I, too. I have, yeah. And then like you have all this hope that, you know what, we're going to rally together. We're going to yeah. do this. I trust my mayor and the city council to come together with an idea that we can all rally behind. Because I, have, I imagine that if they came up like that, you'd be behind it and you'd say, Everybody, let's all pitch in to help yes, out. Yes. But when they just go, oh, let's just let's just raise property tax thirty four percent. Let's not even try. Let's just do that, and let's just stick it to people like you. It it it's, it's hurts. Like it's painful. Like I can look in your eye right now. It's almost like it's just painful. It is painful. I mean, I don't. I I. So the beginning of this, I lost ten pounds, probably fifteen pounds during the pandemic. Couldn't sleep because I didn't know what to do, and then. And then this, and I'm still not sleeping. I was, I, it's like, I, right when I started feeling like I was getting back to sleep, it was like, then this happens. It's like, I thought when somebody called me the next day and told me about it, I was like, you're kidding, right? Like, like there's no way that that actually happened. Like, it actually there, happened. There, was, there was so many other ways. And, uh, and then, you know, I mean, uh, it's just, and not only is it gut-wrenching, the more stuff I hear about it, it's even more gut-wrenching. You know, they gave, last year they gave themselves from an 18000 to a $30,000 raise. Okay, that's a part-time job. Um, my, I've got some employees that work full-time that I can barely afford to pay that kind of money to. So it's like, so I feel like... Benefits for life. Benefits for life, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just in loss for words that... I, I knew this happened in the federal government, but in the, in, the, in, the, in the local government, I feel like I feel like they're lost, and I feel like I'm lost, and it, it just feels like 
there are people that would that that love this city so much that would do it for free. Yeah. I would go a meeting a few times a week to maintain my city for free. And so and I would help in any way possible and there are so many people that do in the restaurant community we do stuff. We work for free so many times for other people's causes to help out other people. And then here we are now at one of the hardest hitting businesses, the hospitality business, it's one of the hardest hitting businesses of the pandemic. So many people are out of work in the restaurant industry. I mean, I myself, Monique Shohan, uh, Margot, a lot of us hosted when this first happened. Creation Gardens gave us produce and stuff to pass out. I came here for free on the weekend and I would do it a million other times to help out my neighbor, my, my customers, and I would do it over again. And it's like, for free, we did that. And I expected my, my municipality, local municipality, to take care of small businesses like us and to look out for our need. But it, it, I feel like that didn't happen. And, and I'm not trying to badmouth them. I'm just stating a fact. And it's like, do you I just feel just, I mean, how am I supposed to feel? You know, family owned business, 1983, you know, in 2010, I think our taxes were like 11,000. And in, 2000, in 2020, you know, uh, we're paying 650, well, we, well it'll said. be like 57,000, you know, next year. If it starts July 1st, you know, in like a couple weeks. So it's like, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's like, what, I'm not a honky tonk. I mean. Uh, so, I mean, if you think about that, 57000 so, I mean, $2,000 a month would be $24,000. you are looking at almost five grand a month, I mean, $4,700 a month. I mean, like, that's, that's not, inc- and that's not including a really nice house for I know, that. I know, I know, and I, I mean, I don't even, I don't know. We still, when we pay, let's see here, we pay sales tax, we pay, obviously, we pay for the property, we pay for the build that we just built, you know, on... <laughs> Yeah, it's very frustrating. So it's like we have so many other stuff to pay. It's just like we're not just paying sales tax, our property tax. It's like that's just a drop in the bucket of all the taxes we have to pay. So, so what do you think's next, man? What do you, you know? I don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna have to figure out. We have to figure out opening more. We're gonna have to figure. The problem is, Nashville isn't what Nash. Nashville is not back to Nashville right now. So it's not like I can open up all of a sudden and. I could just be back to where you were. Be back to where I was and just expect to be busy on Saturday and Sunday. You know, it's not like that. I can't just all of a sudden get an alcohol permit and just I'll make the money in alcohol or just pass that dollar on to my customers. I mean, we already had to raise it because, I mean, my beef prices have doubled. Well, the good thing is I was already paying a little more than most because we use Bear Creek and we use Porter Road and I've always paid a little more, but I didn't mind paying it because that's the, that food. It, I mean, it goes on to my customers, and my customers eat better, better quality products. What product. kind of chicken do you use here? Springer Mountain. We we pay the top echelon for all of our all of our food is we, we don't the go best cheap. Chicken in the world. Yeah, Springer they're a Mountain. sponsor. I love them. So. <laughs> Springer Mountain. <laughs> we use Springer Mountain chicken, and I did at the beginning of the pandemic. I couldn't get it, and I was using other chicken, and my goodness, it sucked. I couldn't <laughs> wait to get back to Springer Mountain chicken. Seriously, like customer, I had a customer say like, "What's your chicken try?" And I'd be like. I'd be like, I brined it, I fried it, I do everything that I normally do, but you're used to eating Springer Mountain chicken here, and you can tell a difference. I mean, but it's like, I don't mind paying a little bit more because I'd rather get a little less profit from that, but give a better product to my customers. 
you know. Jesse, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing, man? And very well. One of my best customers here every day. You know, I mean, it's like, what's what makes Nashville Nashville? I mean, they take care of us. This guy takes care of me. And today is brisket day. Yeah, he knows, and he knows the menu. (laughs) So it's like that's that to me is awesome. But uh, where were we going with this? Who are you doing next? Uh, What am I doing next? I don't. I don't really know. We're gonna have to obviously open more. But I mean, that's just not the answer upon it. I don't. I don't know. It's like we're in the. We're. It's like standing on a. It's like being dropped off at the desert, and uh, and then you were given a couple of things to start a fire with, and then they have those things taken away from you, and be like, "What are you going to do now?" And I like, drop you in the middle of the lake. Yeah, <laughs> you drop you in the middle of the water. lake. Well, yeah, if you drop you in the middle of the lake now, you know that, that, that's a good analogy. It's like now, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to be treading water and. You're gonna uh, swim? Uh, yeah, I don't. Well, I don't really know what we're gonna do next. It's so one of the questions I think the natural progression is, what can people do? So I mean, not just yourself, what you're gonna do, but as the general public, we talk about voting, right? Making sure we get people in office. That and I think that one of the positive things that we're dealing with through all of this, we talked about a bunch of the negatives here, but one of the positive things are people are paying attention now. You yeah. Know, he, Taxes raised, they do whatever they're going to do around the city. But now, this 34% is a major news deal. Yeah, well, and people not only... are paying attention, I think we're going to start looking at politicians' platforms and what they do with their time and how they spend their time. If you look at a politician, how much time they spend raising money for their own campaigns, it's ridiculous. Well, and that was funny. I was talking to somebody about that yesterday, and they were talking about, you know... Uh, there was a politician, I'm not sure who it was locally, that right before this, uh, uh, right before the last election, they went to this, it was an African-American church, and I'm like, you know, why should you feel like you have to be who you are all the time? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, be who you are all the time in politics. Uh, I, I don't really, I could go on. I think that this, is, this has people realizing that it's not only affecting my pocket; it's affecting their pocket, their their home, their their taxes on their their house taxes. You know, their property taxes are going up. It's affecting uh, what they're buying, where they're eating, what they're buying, how much they're paying, and uh, not only on top of that. Uh, sorry, where was I going with that? Because I, I have so many things I want to go with that. Uh, I, I think it's really it's opened people's eyes that who who are they really putting in office? I mean. I think Mayor Cooper's, his whole platform was, I'm not going to raise taxes. It's been like two years and he's raising taxes. Uh, I mean, what are they doing with their money? They went from, you know, like I was saying about Metro Council, they, they have the authority. We don't have the authority. We used to have the authority when politicians got raises. They've taken that away from us. And now they're raising, they can raise their pay without us having word on it. And it's making, this raised a lot of people's eyebrows. And who exactly, who's in office? This is supposed to be a part-time job. So your part-time job now has gone from 18,000 to $30,000. You're, after your second term, we're paying for your insurance, but yet half the people I know, I mean, have problems with insurance. And it's like, I don't know, you were supposed to be, you were supposed to be an, uh, an extension of here. the people and looking out for people's good. Yeah. But now you don't feel like you're, it feels like they're not looking out for our good anymore. So a lot of people are ready to make a change. The Black Lives Matter movement has a lot of people wondering, you know, it, it, the rhetoric of, oh, all of a sudden, we're, we're going to, you know, this is disgusting. We're, we need to make a change to this. We need to make change how the police department's been doing business. And 
where was that several years ago? This, this, it isn't like politics as usual, NFL as usual, what was going on for years. You know, you're unpatriotic if you don't stand for it. You're this and that, you know. And it, it seems like all of a sudden, people all of a sudden want to change. Well, I mean, this should have happened a long time ago. And it feels like people are finally realizing it and it's coming into light. People are paying attention more. They're seeing themselves giving them some, they're seeing the tax hike. They're seeing, you know, what uh, that uh, police officers, there are a lot of them that do a, a fantastic job and, I, and, and, and needed a pay raise. And it's funny because they didn't get it, but then the, the uh, council got their raise and then now they're gonna give Metro. Metro got like a 3% pay raise last year over like 10 years where it hadn't. Anyway, sure. there's so many, and people are finally seeing that. They're like, wait a second, what is going on? And, and not only Metro government, but federal government. And you know, it's like, they're paying more attention and there's this kind of just, they're like, you know, it, it feels like we've all lost our voice. I mean, it feels like, the, I, I feel like the federal oh, we've, government. Oh, we've gained looking, a voice. Oh, we, we're trying to gain a voice. Yeah, and I think that the movement's and, happening. And I think that's what people protesting is not only for Black Lives Matter. They're protesting for just they're tired of being un, uh, not heard and and tired of just being thrown thrown to the side. And you know, it's like okay, we voted for you, but then you do nothing what we wanted you to do. We feel like we voted for you, and we still have no voice. And it's like that's not what it's supposed to be. I I like you were saying. It feels like. They're out there raising money for their campaign more than they're out there doing good for the community. And that's what they should be doing. I want somebody who, I mean, goes out and that's their, that they've been doing good in the community before this. They didn't get a photo op and I'm gonna be out there, I'm gonna get a photo op because I did this charity event. No, they were at, they, I want a person who was at that charity event way before they ever decided they were gonna run for politics. And I think that's the kind of when people that no are gonna cameras. change. When there's no cameras. And those are the people that are gonna change. Those are the people that are gonna change. This movement needs those kind of people in office now that could care less about furthering their political means. Amen. So one thing that I think that we can do as the people that are listening to this right now, yeah. obviously with your ballot, by physically registering to vote, going in and voting for who you believe will support their constituents yeah. the best and I, is what you need to be doing. And then also spending your money, which is voting with your wallet, spending your money with locally owned and operated businesses. 100%. When you can go spend money at Arnold's, which employs people in town who you have roots here, you've lived here, you're supporting the community on a regular basis, spending your dollars here versus at Red Lobster or you know, any of these chain restaurants, every time you go to a chain restaurant, you're just sending money outside of our community and spending 100%. money with locally owned and operated restaurants. Margot, going to Margot, going to Lachlan Table, going to these restaurants you just mentioned that were there on their days off distributing produce to hospitality workers who were unemployed, who just got furloughed. Those are the people who constantly give to the community. The hospitality industry is constantly giving to our community. And this is the time for the community to really show up yep. and give back. Yeah. Using your voting with your wallets, coming in and spending money with people that are that are nourishing the community on a regular basis. Hundred percent is a is a major factor right now. Now more, more than ever. Yes, more than ever. More than ever. I mean, we. I mean, there are restaurants that still have GoFundMe pages even though they're open because they're not making the business. We're, like we're not. We're down eighty percent a day. I mean, we're not putting a GoFundMe page. We did that for our employees, which was great. We were able to pay our employees a few weeks. We appreciate it. 
But that's you. You need to go help out those restaurants. I mean, you need to spend money at Margo, all those local places. Whether it buy a gift card, buy a T-shirt, just donate money. Call them and just donate, donate money. money. I mean, people have called us just to donate money. I mean, those places. I mean, a lot of places aren't even going to reopen. So I, I don't know. It's just it's I, it's. I'm almost just at a loss for words. Uh, just exactly what has happened to the community. I mean, just exactly what has happened to the whole hospitality industry. I mean, it's just like, in the blink of an eye, what do you do? Well, I mean, I mean so I think that a lot of people don't recognize right now that they're going, oh, well, I've seen a couple restaurants close. It hasn't been this mass closing, but you know what? Forbearance is a real thing, and people have applied for this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of restaurants have by the grace of whatever, they've only had to pay escrow essentially on their mortgages or their leases, you know, maybe that ends in July 31st. You know, people, they get a three month, they get a four month forbearance, they don't have to do that. They're staying afloat. But when they have to start paying those huge notes again, the end of July, I think you're gonna see a lot of places go I 100% go agree down. And right now is the time. If we're out there supporting those people, we give them a fighting chance. So. I tell you, and this is something that I'll tell you, and I'm telling the people that are listening to this right now, if you're going to be the person that goes on Facebook and goes, damn, I can't believe Arnold's closed, get your ass down here and come eat. Because I never forget when Davis Kidd and Green Hills closed, everybody said, oh my God, Davis Kidd closed, Davis Kidd closed. And I went, when was the last time you went there? I was there all the time. I I don't (laughs) go there. I don't go there. I go to Amazon now and I go, that's why they closed. My mom used to go to the uh, the restaurant. The restaurant. It was great, dude. I would all eat there all the time. The time. It was when great. it was upstairs in Grace's yes. Plaza, and then and when then, she moved it, then they moved it downstairs. Yes. We used to go there all the time. Yeah. And it was it was a great place. But then when it closed, it was like, oh man, I wish I would have gone there. This is your chance. Yeah. Get out and go to those places. And if you if you are afraid to go downtown because there's so many tourists, well, guess what? They're not here. This is the time for locals to come downtown yeah. and enjoy it. Yeah. It was funny. I was talking to a customer today, and I was just like, look out that window. It was like. There was a, a full couple of minutes where the car didn't pass by, and I'm like, it's the middle of the day, 8th Avenue South, and there's not cars passing by. I mean, it's like, it's an eerie feeling. It's weird. But, but now more than ever, local places need their support. I mean, we, we need their support. We need locals more. It was funny, um, Stephanie Langston did a great article and talking about it. It's a great interview. And people thought that we were closing, and all I was saying was, which I still will say it, reiterate that, I'm not saying we're closing tomorrow, but if it stays like, I mean, this, I mean, you're not making money. It's hard to pay. The banks, you know, fortunately we own this property, which is great. But the bad thing is the banks, we still have to pay the bank every month. We still got to pay the property tax every year. Uh, We still got to pay the electric bill. We still got to pay our employees. I mean, it's like, and, and then the PPP loan was a very, it'll float you for six weeks to eight weeks, but that's it. It's like, and this is going to be going on for six months to two years. And it's coming back right now. Oh, it's, yeah. The I cases mean, are higher than they've ever been. They're oh, yeah. higher than the middle of the pandemic right oh, now. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a crazy, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand that this is a math problem, right? So people, there's a lot of goodwill and there's a lot of positive energy that's associated with Arnold's. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to all of that doesn't matter. When it comes down to the end of the day, it's a math problem. Yeah. And when you're paying 34%, um, property tax and you're paying all of your vendors and you're paying your staff and you're paying to keep the lights on and you're paying the gas bill and you're paying all of the things you got to pay on a monthly basis and you're yeah. not bringing in enough money to cover that at some point you go 
I guess we'll sell the property and we can put another condo building oh. in this spot and Arnold goes away. Which which I hope I hope to God that doesn't ever happen, but I mean reality's reality. If this doesn't change in six months, we have no choice. I mean you're not making any money. Well, I mean, I, you know, it's I'm like, praying. I'm praying that you know, yeah. hopefully, something changes. I mean, this is, this is an eerie feeling. Like I said, I just we don't know what to do. We, 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 I don't know. I mean, we're definitely going to open for more hours. Definitely going to have to do more things. I mean, I don't know. I just. Well, I like to. I like to end every interview. Yeah. And I ask people. I say, if there's something you want to say to the Nashville community. You've, you've talked to me now for 40 minutes. Oh, God, has it been that long? 30 minutes, 40, 50 oh, God, minutes. I didn't realize. 45 minutes. Okay, so. What I, would you, what, Mike is yours. What right. do you want to say to the, the, the hospitality community and the Nashville community in general? Number one, the hospitality community, I love you guys because, I mean, they're everybody. There's nobody I couldn't call at any time that I didn't feel like wouldn't help out. Uh, Nashville community, best, best customers, people, just in the world of always taking care of us. I appreciate it. But uh, I think in the same sense, you know, I'm at a loss. I know they're at a loss. You're trying to figure out what the right thing to do. I don't have an answer. I know they don't have an answer. Uh, But now more than ever, I think that you need to get out and, and help small businesses, whether it be the hat shot up the street, the trophy place, the restaurant in your neighborhood, whether it be the mom and pop, I mean, whatever it is, fixing lawnmowers. I mean, whatever, whatever it is, support help local support businesses. local businesses now more than ever because it seems like without their support, they will not be here. We will not be here, and it doesn't seem like we're getting any help from the federal, local governments. I mean, I don't see. I haven't seen Mayor Cooper knocking at the door telling me he's going to forego forego my you know, furlough my taxes for a couple of years. You know, we're going to have to. Uh, you're not Amazon. We're not Amazon. You know, unfortunately, no. unfortunately, we've been here since 1983. We didn't come here last year and tear down, you know, four blocks and not have to pay property taxes. We are, uh, we, we are Nashville, you know, and I just, what it means to be a we are Nashville, let's see, let's prove it. You know, let's figure a way to get, get, get through this together. And, uh, I mean, I've always had your back. I guess it's time for the people to have our backs. Yeah. So. You well, know, we're you. looking forward to it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for spending this time today. And uh, you're welcome. I hope this I message appreciate resonates it. through through our town. And I just thank you for coming in and doing the interview. And Excited to be on your show. Sorry, we on more. It. We did it. We did it finally. Let's hope that uh, it changes all in Nashville right here, right yes. now. I love it. You get, people should be just sick and tired of it. Get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. Make a difference. Run for office. You know, I mean, anybody can be in office. Uh, I think I'm going to, and now it's open my eyes. I never wanted to be in politics, but I think after this, I'm running for mayor. You heard it here first. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, everybody. Khalil for mayor. Anybody in? Love to hear more about that. We'll see, um, see what goes with that. So thank you for listening. Again, click that subscribe button there on your YouTube channel and look forward to sharing many, many more videos with you. Um, Wednesday. This show is going to be out on audio. Click click subscribe to that as well. We thank you guys so much for joining us today. Hope that you're being safe and uh, love you guys. Bye.